just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. Hi, this is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, I'm going to buy you some better glasses. I okay. think that's the plan. Some fancy wine glasses that make a fancy bong noise. I mean... Let me chime them. We say that, and then I think people maybe are hearing that I'm going to buy a fancy bong, but that's a different no, podcast. Just, uh, Yeah. Or at least a podcast recorded in a different state, possibly. <laughs> Probably. At yes. least that. Um, in the short term. Yes. So. No, just the just the wine glasses. Just the wine glasses. So, uh, how's your week go- going? Oh. A week is going okay. We had a spat of warm weather. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, it's supposed to be up in like the 60s tomorrow, like low 60s. Yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous. not... It's definitely... Uh, we're not out of the woods. Like, no, no. one who has lived... In the Midwest is confused at all when it we will have at least three more winters. So like there's the the wobbly uh, polar vortex thing that's like floating around the top of our planet like a flat tire. Mm-hmm. Like, Most of the time it hangs out in Canada, but then sometimes it comes here and you're like, "Go home, North Pole, you're drunk." Yeah, exactly. So that is currently like out over like Eastern Europe, Russia right now. So we're on the polar opposite of that. Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. And. Um, so this is the warm weather, but in like two weeks, it'll swing back around and hit us with another wallop of cold weather. Right, and it, it'll be fine. It is winter is like Hobbit meals, where it's like, what about winter? We've already had one. Does he know about second winter? <laughs> winter and eleven. Right, like yeah. it is. It is. It is it a just, long haul. Yeah, you just got to kind of brace for it. But the thing is, eventually, you know, it's the middle of August and you get that blast of Arctic air that mm-hmm. drops it from like 95 to 75. And you're like, yeah, this I can deal with. Like, well, and everybody wears sweatshirts then because they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so gosh, cold. It's so cold. <laughs> I happened to be camping out one week, like during one of those 75 degree weeks. And it was the best the best week I've ever spent in a tent. It was amazing. But, you know, it doesn't always happen. But no, it's been good. We had our first food truck. Yes. We had, I have ribs. My, had I had too? ribs too, and they were good. So good. There's, there's like you pick up the bone, it just falls off. Even the bones are falling apart. Yeah, it was great. It was so good. But uh, so that was nice, and uh, I don't know. The, the, I'm kind of at the point where like the seasonal affective disorder gives way to like a brief glimmer of hope before like my regular depression kicks in. <laughs> So and allergies and allergies, yeah, that's the other part. Like this is the part where I can be outside and be like, "This is nice." Before yeah, I'm like, I see why people like I the can't outside. Breathe, and my eyes want to kill me. Like mm-hmm. that's that's gonna be the next phase. So I've got like a little bit. Hopefully, a couple more days of warm weather, get out and you know experience some stuff. So that's yeah, about it. But you know, my week was good. I don't know what else happened. Not much, really. We're prepping for a birthday this week. Oh, yes. Our, Our oldest, oldest yeah. turns 12. Yeah. He'll have his second quarantine birthday. He's the first in our family to have two quarantine birthdays. The, well, But he's, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to say, not the last. No, probably not. It might be. 
because our next birthday is not till August. My so... birthday is in July, but well, yes. yeah, but like of our kids, of our know. kids, and even in July, maybe we might mm-hmm. be able to. At least the grown-ups might be able to participate in something fun. Right. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, oh gosh, you know, I'm, I'm going to regret saying this out loud, but hopefully here in the next few months we start to get some normalcy back. <laughs> we shall see. We shall but, see. But you know, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is, and we'll deal with it. But he's he's okay with it. We'll have some fun. Yeah. I think. I'm, don't tell him I'm working on maybe a little something special for his Dungeons & Dragons oh, night on Wednesday. He is now in, like... He's in two different, two different Dungeons and Dragons things. Yep. So it's been a lot of fun. He's he's playing he's with it. me on Wednesday nights. He plays with some dudes Thursday afternoons who are all like homeschooling and bored. Yep. And like, yeah, by all means, like, I I can pull up his search history and like I get a report and it's like Jewed spells. <laughs> um, how to use flame hands like i'm like okay cool like uh this is the kind of search history that's gonna keep me from being a grandfather anytime soon yeah, so, so have I mean, nerds it. have sex too that we do so but it's yeah not in high school <laughs> so anyway on that note we did watch a movie today we did. We oh my did gosh. watch a movie. The I, fuck was this movie? I have seen only snippets of this movie, and I still have only seen snippets of this movie, so Adam's going to have to take the lead on explaining to me what the fuck is going on. I don't know if I'm up to that task. I uh, really don't. This movie... This movie, Timmy Failure, uh, and the subtitle is Mistakes Were Made. Uh, is that the subtitle, or is that just like the result <laughs> of the process? Um, because like they just put it out into the world. Like this is Timmy failure, really? Yeah, mistakes were made. Like it's got an apology, like right there, mm-hmm. and it's earned. This movie, it is a mistake. Okay, so this movie is weird. It is. It is weird, but it is weird on purpose. Yeah, it's a weird quirky thing it's kind of like if they try to make a junior version of a wes anderson film yeah it felt very wes anderson to me Le- yeah lisa said this feels really wes anderson i was like you're absolutely absolutely correct. Like, <laughs> in that like you have people in very very bizarre circumstances just like mm-hmm. living their lives yeah and like so part of it also, there's this little boy who's kind of in this detached alternate parallel reality mm-hmm. like his imagination land and it really is a coping mechanism that he's developed. Yes. You, you figure that out. But, like, at the same time, everybody that engages with him just kind of enters into this fantasy and has to kind of deadpan that this is okay. And in so doing, like, they they enter this fantasy world. Like, this, like, slightly tweaked, weird fantasy. Mm-hmm. Or they absolutely refuse to, which is the villain. Yes. Um, and... Once you're in, like, a slightly tweaked fantasy world, yeah, that's that's a Wes Anderson movie. Like, mm-hmm. that's what that is. So, yeah, that's kind of... I, I think that's where that the Venn diagrams overlap. Yes. So this movie is weird, but weird on purpose. Indeed. Um, it is set in Portland. Yes, Portland, it is set North. in Portland. He, Portland weird, so, like, it kind of tracks as well. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a weird kid. Um... He's a, so this movie starts, we hear some Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. uh, Gotta Be Me, which yeah. is a great, 
great tune. Has any bad movie ever started with that song? <laughs> I submit, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it has. But uh, namely this one. Uh, and you get this voiceover from Timmy Failure. Who Timmy is, Failure, an 11-year-old boy who's very, spends most of this movie in voiceover. Yeah. Like, he, he says more to the camera to, than to any other character in this film. Mm-hmm. By a long shot. Yeah, and more, like, as voiceover over action than... Than actual, like, talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. He doesn't, like, actually talk, I don't think. Maybe a couple times. But he does definitely do voiceover. Um, he talks about being a detective. He talks about his name, Failure, which used to be, like, F-A-Y-L-U-R-E. With, like, there was, like, a T-T-E, like... Yeah, it was, like, all this It cool was, like, stuff. French... But then it got turned into failure, and he's like, and that's been appropriate. You get a little montage of his life growing up, and one of the things you see is his mom, like, fighting with this dude that takes off mm-hmm. when he's, like, four. Yeah, you assume it's his father. Assuming, yeah, at least a father figure of some sort. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, that's when he uh, meets... Yeah, immediately, like, his dad walks out the door, and immediately... A polar bear knocks down his kitchen door in search of cereal. Yes. They have good cereal. They have good cereal. And so that is, I mean, again, you're, you're filling in the blanks. This kid's got a coping mechanism. Which right. is that he, he's fallen into fantasy to avoid the reality. Um, his mom is working several jobs, is not always around, actually is not ever around. Right, because when you work two jobs, you can't ever be around. Like, that's how it works. Yeah, and so he's like a fifth grader who's pretty much just on his own. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, it is it the is unfortunate what it is. Yeah. reality in a lot of times. She can't afford daycare. She can barely afford the apartment they're in. Like, she's under a lot of stress. And his way of dealing with all of this, again, is just to retreat into this fantasy that he is a detective, that he is figuring it all out that he's in control of this little spot of his world um that everything that is bad is happening is because of the crime the corruption people out to get him and the russians mm-hmm. he's got this whole weird thing with russians can we pause and talk about weird things we were obsessed with in like fourth grade that turned out to be not a thing oh yeah <laughs> i i'm I am the king of this. Uh, I read every book in our uh, in our library in elementary school. And then in fourth grade, I switched elementary schools and read all the books there. Uh, I can still, I could probably walk you to the section um, <laughs> at Fairfield South Elementary where they kept all the books on the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Adam, which I just learned this week, oh, yeah. was obsessed with the Bermuda Triangle in, like, fourth grade. Oh, yeah. Like, like obsessed. Oh, so fascinating. <laughs> and, like, I was really fucking concerned about the Bermuda Triangle and how, like, how many ships and planes, like, entire glider squadrons are lost out there. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's happening. And, like, this was a really big big frightening thing was it like a point of anxiety for you i don't know if it was anxiety but like i did understand that we were not close in ohio to the Mm -hmm. bermuda triangle which i think was somewhat reassuring i find it really interesting that you were willing to go on a caribbean cruise for our uh honeymoon given that you were terrified of the bermuda triangle in fourth grade i maybe that was like some kind of like (laughs) 
<laughs> wish fulfillment or possible like flex on maybe maybe you were like, like i'm not, not afraid anymore i'm not afraid anymore bermuda triangle like kevin we McCaster weren't anywhere near the bermuda triangle but we like... literally went to bermuda honey <laughs> but you know we had i mean that's literally we went through the heart of it mm-hmm. like we we did and i didn't notice that you were freaked out so. i was it was our honeymoon were you freaked out i was distracted <laughs> i'll give you that so no, I was fine. It was fine, and we did get caught in like a ser- like some sort of tropical storm while we were. And they were there. like, "Yeah, we're not stopping. We're going through." And you're like, "Okay." By the way, uh, most of the Bermuda Triangle's issues kind of faded away after the advent of modern weather prediction and monitoring. Right, and they're like, "There's just a lot of storms there, guys." Yeah, like- turns out, like from say March through November, you don't want to go through there. It's kind of a crapshoot. Right, you just don't. Turns out, and like. The other thing that's really weird is there's really small, like... Like pop-up? Well, not necessarily, but like a hurricane, for as massive as it is, is like, you know, if it doesn't hit you, you don't know it was there. Like, if it just like curves mm-hmm. up past the, you know, past the Cape or what, you know, the the North Carolina, like, islands or whatever. Like, you never, like, the people in America never knew that thing even existed. And mm-hmm. so it it shows up as like a, a bad couple of weeks of weather in England in like a month. And nobody correlates the fact that like, you know, these planes flew into a fucking hurricane. <laughs> right. And like didn't make it out. You're like, well. Well, hurricanes that, will do that to you. That'll, that'll happen. That will happen. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's a whole thing. But I read like I read two li- two elementary school libraries worth of this stuff. I read the Bookmobile. We went. We used to go to the public library in our city, and I read probably all of their stuff on it. Like, it, I. So like you were obsessed with the Bermuda Triangle. Timmy Failure is obsessed with Russians. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't throw that stone. I guess is what you're saying. <laughs> I need to respect that, Timmy's. That, that might be what I'm saying. We all had weird obsessions in fourth grade. What was yours? Come on. Dying in a fire. Really? Yeah. I was obsessed with dying in a fire. Not like, that I wanted to. Okay, okay. But just like, important clarity. I was like very aware mm-hmm. of... Of the fire situation. Of, of fires. But yeah, so so Timmy, again, he retreats into his world. He's probably four or five when this happens. Mm-hmm. He's super tiny. Uh, he's wearing a red scarf, which I don't understand. The he never talked about the red scarf, like if it was like the last thing his dad gave him or whatever. You know, like that it's might distinctive make sense. Is the closest but, thing he says. Yeah, he says it's distinctive. Like it's yeah. important to have some flair or whatever. And I think maybe there's a little bit of a like Timmy, like maybe. Maybe he is grappling with his sexuality in addition to being somewhere on the spectrum in terms of yeah. autism. Yeah, I think there's some of that and like dealing with the lack of male role model and like just, you know, maybe right. some toxic you... masculinity baggage. Right, like, if you don't have the words for what you're going through, like... You invent a giant polar bear and wear a red scarf everywhere you go. And yeah, I think maybe there's some stuff there. Maybe. But anyway... I have another piece of evidence for that. Okay. Um, but, like, he, um, you know, he's a detective. So the first thing he finds, he finds is a backpack flyer. Missing backpack from yes. Gunner. Missing backpack. Gunner has a missing backpack. So he takes his mom's Segway. Right. So the Segway is, like, their one nice thing. Like, yeah. They're kind of broke. 
They don't have a lot of great stuff. But um, she won this Segway in like a church raffle. Yeah. Or something. So she, I guess, just charges it up in the garage. Mm-hmm. And that's her, like, moment of zen is to just take the Segway around the neighborhood. Right. Which, honestly... Sure. That'd be kind of... I mean, like, it would just be kind of a thing, like, mm-hmm. to zone out. Like, I probably wouldn't do it if I had, say, a four, like a fourth or fifth grader home mm-hmm. alone by themselves. Seems like probably not... Right. ...what you should do. But uh, she does. Mm-hmm. She's also gone all the time. Yeah. So, so, like, maybe she uses it to go to work. Maybe. Like, local, like, yeah. just around the corner. Right. She's like, well, I'm, you know, this this job is around the corner. I'm going to take it. But she segue. leaves it home a lot, which mm-hmm. gives Timmy the opportunity to take it out. And he takes it on his missions. And one of the great moments, he's like, my mom laid down some specific rules about when I'm not, when I'm allowed to take it out. And she goes, never, ever, ever. He's like, I'm not really sure what she meant. <laughs> And so he just takes it. So he goes over to Gunner's house and Gunner informs him he's lost his green backpack. It right. used to be right here. Right. And so uh, Timmy's like, I heard you lost your backpack. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I bet you're, I bet you're wondering how I know that. I have my sources. I have, you know, sources all over the city. He's like, I mean, I put up a flyer, <laughs> like all over school. a lot of flyers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he ends up looking around Gunner's area. Gunner's mm-hmm. really concerned because he lost his pocket knife that was in the backpack. And so, as Timmy's like, it's not in this room, which makes sense, because mm-hmm. it's not. Also, it is a fourth grader having lost something. Like, having parented two fourth graders now. Yes. The amount of times they lose something that is in the room they are standing in is, Truth. N- is not insignificant. Truth. So, like, I'm I'm not faulting him for being like, well... Our eldest has bunk beds. It's not in this room. He comes out, he's like, I can't find insert thing here. I'm like, did you check your bottom bunk? And he looks at me like, this is a completely foreign concept. <laughs> Why would it be in the bottom bunk? He sleeps on the top bunk. And he just has the bottom bunk as like a pile of literal crap. <laughs> and I'm like, just check the bottom bunk. He comes out, yeah, it's in the bottom bunk. Yeah. Have you seen my mouse pad? Check the bottom bunk. Right. Have you seen my iPad? Have you seen this book? Bottom bunk? I can't find my cup. Bet it's in the bottom bunk. <laughs> yeah, so like, I think that's a fair observation. Like, yeah. hey, let's check this let's room that we're in right now. Just go in through, case. confirm. Um, but it's not there. So he takes, so Timmy leaves the room. He's like, yeah, this is going to be harder than I thought. Mm-hmm. As he's walking out the hall, he sees another door and it's Gabe's room. Gabe. Gunner's brother. So, yeah, I assume it's Gunner's brother. He opens Gabe's door and he walks in and Gabe is there cutting, whittling the end of a stick mm-hmm. with a pocket knife. Right. And the backpack is like right behind him. Yeah. Like at one point Gabe's like, close the door. Timmy closes the door and you see the backpack on the back of the door. Right. And it says Gunner on really the bottom. Really big. Really big. Yeah. And it's just like, Timmy. Powers of observation. Is made- a lousy yeah. Maybe not the best for uh, choosing to be mm-hmm. a detective. So, yeah. Anyway, so he's ends up leaving and he's just like, I can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We cut to a meeting he's having with his mom. He calls a, a teleconference with his mom where he talks on a phone. Yeah. Yes. At a restaurant. Yeah. He's at a restaurant with his mom. They're eating dinner. And he pulls out a phone, but it's not a whole phone. It's just the receiver part 
of an old school landline. Which my kids don't recognize as weird because to them, they don't understand phones with cables. So mm-hmm. there's that. And he starts talking into it and she's like, okay, sure. Like, let's just keep going with this. Yeah. The oh, mom yes hands a lot. Well, again, having parented some kids through these years, you just kind of are you, like, you I do, don't really know what's going on. You but. do yes and. Like, if someone hands you a banana, you answer it. Yeah. I don't care who you are. <laughs> You could be the biggest, baddest dude in the room. If a five-year-old hands you a phone, you answer it. Right. And there you go. Um, but she yes answers him, and he's talking. He's like, I need more space. I need to find a better office for my agency. Um, his agency, I believe, is possibly a metaphor for... His actual agency? His, not his detective agency, <laughs> but his, like... His independence and, and freedom. Yeah, and independence. And so, I mean... I lost my agency. Yeah. I lost my agency. I need my agency. I need more space for my agency. My agency is very important to me. If I don't have my agency, I don't have anything. Like, it really, I think, is on the it's, nose. Yeah, it's a little on the nose. But anyway, and she talks to him. And this is one of my cases in point. Because she's like... He's like, I want to like go down in port, downtown Portland. She's like... Well, have you ever thought about going somewhere else? Like, I've always wanted to go to New York City. She's, And this is the quote that makes me think. She's like, I think you would really like Broadway. Right, you would love Broadway. You should move your office there. And he has a whole uh, inner what? thought process of him being on stage in, in a desk, like, pushing Just paper there, yeah. with his phones and around him are many Broadway singers and dancers. Like, I think they're doing South Pacific. Like It seems like South Pacific, but it's uh, definitely called like Failure, the musical. Yeah, fair. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, I don't think But like yeah, that. there's only sailors. Again, I think there's just a moment of his mom like kind of floating some things into the like, ether. Wh- whatever is okay, you know? You know, just saying. I'm just saying. I will support you. Mm-hmm. Again, good mom. But yes. like you know, it's just trying to figure out where the where things are landing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they negotiate that uh, if he eats all of his food, they'll pick up some some real estate listings, listings on the way home. And he's like commercials. He's like wouldn't have it any other way. Obviously, more prestige, more prestigious. Yeah, he's like good. So he gets them, and he's like going through them in his bed at night. He's like, oh man, this is way more expensive than I thought. Mm-hmm. Which is you know, considering the kid has. Literally zero, zero cash flow. Like, zero. I don't know what he's expecting, but anyway. Mm-hmm. I always am uh, vindicated when my kids learn how much things cost. Oh, yeah. We're not, like, I kind of grew up not really understanding what things cost. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's kind of not taboo. Like, let's just <laughs> chat it out. And so my kids are like, so how much, like, how much do you pay for Cub Scouts here? I'm like, oh, it's so much. Like, mm-hmm. let me yeah. just tell you. Yeah. And they're like, how much is dick hair? And I was like, oh, I could buy two houses. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Like, we had a whole mortgage payment in daycare, which we don't have anymore, which is fantastic. Thank you, COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, no thank you. Yeah, no thanks. But. But also, it normalized staying home and having my kids at home. And Yeah. I mean, it it is what it is. But yes. There are worse things. But anyway. Um, and the next scene is him going to school. Yes. This is his first school scene, I think. I think so, yeah. And he walks in. Uh, we First off, we meet Mr. Crocus. Mr. Crocus, who... Uh, so I didn't take notes during this movie. I was busy like doing dishes and setting up a charcuterie board for dessert. 
I mean, our kids, y'all. And other things. Guys, I now have the kids who are like, try the brie with the peach jam. It will change your life. And I'm like, ooh, I raised some bougie-ass children. Like, to me, I just knew, <laughs> like, maybe the best way to eat an Oreo at that age. I I knew how to take a craft single and eat the middle out of it so it looked like a donut. That was fun. That was that was the height. Cheese donut. Did you ever like kind of trim the edges so it was a circle and then you made the donut and then if you put it in your lips you could be a duck? Uh no. Oh, you missed out. But I did I made duck face with Pringles all oh, the time. Oh, everybody. Oh yeah, all duck the time. Face with Pringles. Uh which hands with uh, bugles? Yes. And um uh, my very favorite charcuterie like snack was a was called a pickle taco. Have I told you uh, about pickle tacos? I think you have, but I don't think our audience knows. <laughs> so pickle tacos are a pickle wrapped in lunch meat. Yeah. Wrapped in that, like, you get 300 slices of lunch meat for a dollar lunch meat that, like, you can read through. Oh, yeah, yeah. That lunch meat. Yeah. It's like turkey in quotation marks. Like beef. <laughs> She's doing air quotes. Again, not a visual medium. Yes, honey, beef, but beef in, in, in quotes. But anyway... Um, he meets Mr. Crocus. It is Wallace Shaw. It is Wallace Shaw. My, uh, my son who took notes was... Which you have. Which I have. Very helpful. Yes, I have. That, uh, Mr. Crocus is Vecini from The Princess Bride! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. He's just now starting to kind of fill in those details of like, wait! Of like, oh, all these people are actors, and they're in like, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, like, apparently that's how actors make money, is by being in movies. Mm -hmm. So, it's fun. Um, and he is an ass. Again, Wallace, from everything I understand about Wallace Shaw... He's a delightful he's human. He's actually a really cool guy. Like, everybody works with him and is willing to continue to do so. So apparently he's not as evil as he is. But he, first off, he can do that voice. Right. That just stabs you in the eardrums. <laughs> And I know he, he's weaponized that. He knows where Right, he's right. He knows where his bread is buttered. And so he does that. And then he always is kind of, he's got perennial little man syndrome. Yeah, I'm not going to say always. Because if you've ever watched My Dinner with Andre. I have not. Yeah, it's a trip. I need to see it? No. <laughs> oh. I mean, you can watch it on your own if you want. Is he the romantic lead? Because I want No, he's to... not the romantic lead. He just sits and talks with Andre. Who's Andre? The giant? No. Oh, that's too bad. That would be great. I would pay for that. I'd be here for that. I Wallace Shaw and Andre the Giant recipes? Yeah. No. It's, uh... Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But, um, he's horrible, and he's basically telling the kids, and he tells, um, Timmy, if mm -hmm. you mess up, we're gonna, like, put you... We're gonna, we're gonna hold gonna you back. You. Well, we're gonna suspend you, we're gonna keep you from going to sixth grade. Like, he's got a whole list of things. He's trying to ruin this little kid's life. I mean, but also, this little kid is on his last straw. Like, I assume that yes. there were, like, multiple infractions bef before Several interventions. Started. Like, this kid's probably been talked to a lot. They've tried to get his attention, and he just does, is not having it. Yeah, I, I assume there's mm -hmm. probably more to this story than meets the eye, but at the same time. Yeah, also at school they have an anti-bear policy. Yeah, so Total has to stay outside. So Total, Total the bear has to stay outside. Did we talk about how he named his agency Total Failure? 
Yeah. Because uh, the bear and him are partners. Yeah, he's failure. The bear's total. Total failure is the name of the agency. Again, a little on the nose. Like, mm-hmm. I feel this But kid... you flip his business card over and it was like, despite the name, we do great work. Yes. <laughs> Which I say, hey, steer into it. Yeah. So he's got uh, he's got a table. Uh, he refers to the kids at the table as being problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that quote, problematic is his favorite word. Yeah, that's from, from our eldest who took your notes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two kids. There's... Um, Rolo. Rolo. Who's his literal next door neighbor. Yep. Uh, They've grown up together. Yeah. And then there's the girl. What is the girl's name? Uh, I have it on the next page. Molly. Molly, yeah. Molly. There it is. Molly is um, basically a giant pile of hair and, and spunk. And yeah, she's, she's awesome. real nice. She's super she's cool. She's super nice. I really like, like Probably her. nicer than I would have been in fourth grade. And uh, Timmy's comment is she smells like tangerines. She smells like tangerines. She smiles too much. Yeah. He's, he's not really. And the nameless one. Who the literally has a one. black box over her face. For the first half of this movie, yes. Yes, until later. But mm-hmm. uh, he and he just refuses to name her. Like, the fuck? Like, wow, this kid is just detached. Yes. yes. So, um, is this when they announced that they're going to um, start doing, like, group tests? Yeah, like, the grade for all four of your quadrant will be, will be average. averaged. And everybody gets that. And Rolo's like, fuck, Timmy, you never study. Like, you need to step up your game. He's like, I'm busy. I have Right, I agency. have an agency and a bear to take care of. Like, school's and the least Ro- of my worries. Rolo's like, I don't have time for this bullshit. <laughs> like, get your shit done. And I, like, also I kind of understand sometimes teachers try that kind of stuff to be like, what, nothing is motivating this kid. This kid does not care if he goes down in flames. Right. But, like, maybe if I cause his, like, put the weight of his friend's... Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we could get some, like, peer pressure. Movement forward. And and see what happens. And, I mean... I gotta say, as a kid who carried every group project... Oh, yeah. Fuck you, teachers. <sighs> <laughs> you weren't the kid who carried every group project. You were the kid who didn't live up to his potential. So, here's <laughs> Don't the give thing. me that. Like, I, I definitely carried my weight in the group pod projects and occasionally had to go over. But, like... I did not enjoy it mm-hmm. because mostly I wanted to be able to just like chart my own course and get my own grade. And right. Like, I want to be able to do just enough to get a B and then I'm like fine with it and I'm not disappointing anyone else. Right. Exactly. I'm not keeping anyone else from getting into Stanford. No. And so like I would do enough to get our group a B and if you want the A, like tell me what you need and I'll get there for you. Mm-hmm. Like I'll help you out. I'm not going to yeah. not do it. I'm not going to sabotage anything, but yeah, I'm... I'll be here. I'll oh, be the... I hated group projects. Yeah. Hated, 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 hated. Yeah. Turns out, uh, adult life work is basically just one long group project that I, never, if ever, fucking ends. I'm great at, like, work group projects. Like, I'm great at working in... I work on a team all the time. Right. Um, But all of that team wants to be there. For one reason or another. Like, they want the paycheck. (laughs) Nobody's... There's there's nobody who's there who's just like... I'm in it for the love, or I'm in it for, like, the bare minimum. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it it does does a lot better. I understand that life is group projects, but, like, oof. Yeah. So, um, 
during this conversation, Timmy decides he doesn't want to like be at that table anymore. Like, there's a weird thing where Molly tries to get him to stand up and say something, try to mm-hmm. put him on the spot to like be a positive thing, right? To like and push he him to totally porks it. Yeah, and then Walshaw's like, "Sit down." And he's like, "But I don't want to sit down." He's like, "Sit down, or you're going to the principal's office." And he's like, "Fine." So I had to improvise. So he pushes his desk like across the room, and Walshaw's like, "The fuck are you doing? Why, why are you doing this?" He's like, "Cause I don't want to sit there with her." I'm sitting he's down, like, but I'm sitting over here. Get out of my room! You're being a distraction. Which again, like examining like what could have happened in reality versus what happened in the fourth grade eyes like yes he's got some points like he does have some he's points. not a super horrible person but at the same time like he's responsible for everyone's education and he's like i don't honestly have time to deal with you right now like i'm gonna peel you off you're gonna go talk to the counselor the counselor has time to one-on-one you yep. like to get to the bottom of what the fuck Right. What's wrong with you? But, uh, in the meantime, I have 30 other kids to teach. Mm-hmm. So, then there's a parent-teacher conference. Um, it's yes. not going well. The teacher's like, listen, your kid is not going to be prepared for... For sixth grade. Sixth grade. I can't help him. He's got to step up. He's got to figure this out. He's got to stop living in this fantasy world. He's got to pay attention and get things done. And I'm like, yeah, I know that kid. Um... <laughs> And mom's like, listen, you cannot, I can't afford for this kid to get suspended. Like, mm-hmm. I can't take the time off work. They'll just fire my ass. Like, it's not right. fair. But it's what it is. It's, but yeah, but it's what it is. So what What do we need to do? And he's like, well, first off, he needs to take responsibility for his actions. She's like, hey, Timmy, say, say you're sorry. And he's like, mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. She's like, no. Like, just, <sighs> fuck. So they just go home. Mm-hmm. But. The takeaway is that he's got to go get a hamster, apparently. Yeah, so part of taking responsibility in their class is that he, they all, they all take turns taking care of the class pet. Right. So he goes to get the hamster, and... Hamster's dead. So he's, like, instantly in detective mode? Right, he's like, no to file. Could be, could be homicide. So he has a recorder... Like Home Alone 2. Yeah. Like he has a voice recorder on him at all times. Yep. In which he makes voice memos. So he's going to investigate this, but as he's walking out with this dead hamster in a shoebox, mm-hmm. the segue he took to get there is gone. It's gone. It's been stolen. It was stolen by the Russians. Big problem. All right. First off, his mom, again, you're not allowed to take it. So, mm-hmm. like, the fact that it's gone and that she uses it to, like, ride around town and, like, have a moment of zen. Right. Like, this is going to be a problem. Yes. A huge problem, instant. And he's not equipped to handle that emotionally, physically, or otherwise. So he had to improvise. So, yeah. And so um, he needs to find um, Rolo first. Mm-hmm. Who, again, is his next-door neighbor. He asked Rolo's mom, hey, where's Rolo? She's like, he's at fencing class. And so there's a, you can tell this was a book. Like, uh, so there's a moment where he imagines fencing class and it's like a lecture and it's like chain link, lattice. (laughs) Pick it. Pick it. It's like types of fencing. (laughs) And he's like. And he was like, I mean, whatever whatever. people are into what what they're into. But he's like, do you have an address? And so he ends up going to that address. 
again, as a fifth grader, like, I don't know. As the neighbor, would I tell the fifth grader the address of the and other just be like, graders? Portland's a walkable city? Like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. But um, he ends up walk- walking down there, apparently, mm-hmm. and finds Rolo, and it's fencing. It's sword Right, fighting. and he was like, oh, note to self, Rolo has... Uh, trained to be an assassin. He's trained to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. He's an, he's an ex-employee at the uh, agency, but uh, he had to let him go because yeah. he had low-risk tolerance. Yeah. Um, Which basically means Timmy probably came up with some really bad ideas, and, and Rolo was, was like, like, "No, dude, hard last, pass." Last time I was grounded for a month. <laughs> yeah. So um, Rolo comes out, and Timmy shows him Hammy Ham. He's like, "I think it was murder," and also I think whoever killed Hammy Ham stole the failure mobile. We need to get it back, and it's got to be the Russians. We got to go to the library. So, a couple things. Russians, by the way, in this is short shorthand for people with large beards and handlebar mustaches. For, for hipsters. They're hipsters. <laughs> They're in Portland. They're just hipsters. Like, they wear shorts. They have, like... Flannel. Flannel, like... And they run food trucks. Like, you're like, yeah, th- those are just those are fucking just hipsters. hipsters buddy. Like, it's fine. We're, we're harmless. Mm-hmm. I say that as a beard wearer. Right. I'm not right. a hipster. Am I? I don't know. I'm not that cool. Yeah, I would say you're not cool enough to be a hipster. I take Does some that solace make in this. Sense? Yes, <laughs> like I am wearing like a high school sweatshirt. Oh, that we bought and wore ironically. Yeah, but ironically for a high school that we've never attended. Right, so I'm wearing that, and I've got uh, some jeans on, which isn't particularly hipsterish. I wear Toms now. You do. So. They're there. You're around the house too. I have like wood framed glasses. I uh, have a, like, sweatsuit onesie in mm. three different colors, and mm-hmm. it is on high rotation. To be clear, this is not one onesie with three colors. Of no, sweatsuit. it is three, three separate onesies. One in each color. One in each color. They're, like, sweatsuit jumpsuit things. Yeah. And every time I go to the grocery store, like, youths with cool tattoos are like, I like your outfit. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, it kind of looks like a comfier version of, like, the Chinese Mao Zedong-like onesies. A hundred percent. Yeah. But it has a zipper. It does have a zipper. They had buttons, I guess. So, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, 40s. Right. But anyway, um, so this they go to the library and we meet Flo. Flo, according to my son, is the most redeeming character in this movie. That's a direct quote. Direct quote from my 12-year-old. And I'm going to 100% agree with you. Hard agree. I want a whole movie about Flo. And her existence. And her existence. She is a librarian. Mm-hmm. It was where we first meet her. And the first thing we see, her first quote is, If you are disrupting the solitude of this sacred place, I will find you and silence you. Thank you. She announces that over the intercom at mm-hmm. the library. And at that point, I'm just like, Flo, speak to me. I'm here for Flo. Flo is a real, a real look. Like uh-huh. she has a real butch lesbian look. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. She's got she, the vest. Yeah, she vest. has a biker vest, and on the back of the biker vest says "Read or Bleed." Yes. So some kind of like bikers for literacy uh, vibe. crossover thing. Yeah, it's I good. I'm here for it. Yeah, she's got like the real like tight on the side haircut yeah. with like the swoop and like yeah, a lot of gel. Yeah, an excellent like swoop back. 
but her underneath is like a tie-dye t-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. So There's, good. There is no... I don't think anybody in this movie doesn't have visible tattoos. No, like, none of the adults. Uh, we'll get to one. <laughs> we'll get to one. There's one I can think... Well, besides mm-hmm. Wallace Shaw, I mm-hmm. don't think has visible tattoos. Right. Um, But Timmy wants info on Russia. And she's like, what do you want? Russian food? Russian travel? Russian... The language? Like, language, like, like Russian... Architecture? Russian literature? I need like, more specifics. I need, and he's like, he hands her a note. She, she reads it out loud. You're Russian operatives? He's like, you read it out loud. You're not supposed to read it out loud. But yes, I want information on all Russian operatives operating in this area. And she's like, I think you categorically miss what we do as a library. <laughs> like, like, this is... Not, not how not that works. Not what you need. Yeah, like, I mean, I am appreciating what you think we can do for you, but no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Molly walks in. Molly, who smells like tangerine and smiles too much. She walked in and she's got info. Mm-hmm. Turns out uh, someone she used to know was Russian. but Right, her grandma was Russian. But actually, it's, no, it's uh, Caroline... Karina Karina. Who is the uh, nameless one. Nameless one. In their quad. Yeah, it, her, her grandma's Russian. Mm-hmm. Remember? She, like, brought in the, the Russian nesting dolls for, um, for show and tell one time. one time and, like, said they're from her baba. That's, like, Russian for grandma. You don't pay attention, do you? Again, he's a shit detective. Like, <laughs> right. That's really... And he was like, oh, it all makes sense. Yeah. And he's like, I'll research. And whenever I get that information, I will circle back to Flo. And Flo in the background just goes, no need. Like, no just, need for... She's fine. Yeah, we're... We're Keep good. the mystery alive. <laughs> so um, we cut to home and mom is getting ready for a date. Like she's putting on a nice dress. She's mm-hmm. doing her lipstick. She's she was like, hair. hey, do you know where my compact is? And uh, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, it's like a little mirror. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I've never seen it before. He'd been using it as a periscope. Like a hundred percent was using it as a periscope. All over the place. But anyway, she's getting ready for a date. Um, and... He's like, what? No. Like, yeah, someone new's coming over. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's a traffic cop. He's a right. meter maid. Yeah, he's a meter maid. He gave us a ticket. He took it back. Like, and you're like, so he's uh, like, he has no respect for the rule of law. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we meet, the doorbell rings. Timmy goes down to let him in. It's, uh, we meet Crispin. Crispin. Crispin has a soul patch. That That is truth. And an earring. Mm-hmm. And I think might be wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Yes. All these things I believe are right. It's either Hawaiian or bowling shirt. He kind of goes in and out of those. Right, right. Those are his two, like, main. And shorts. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he seems very earnest. Yeah, he seems very earnest and very chill. Yeah. He's just, like, rolling to roll with, like, anything that happens. I'm pretty sure he is high this entire movie. All the time. Yeah. All the time. That's my impression of of Crispin. Yes. And he tries to give, um, he tries to give Timmy a lucky rabbit's foot. Mm-hmm. And Timmy takes it as, like, holy shit. Like, that is horrific. Because you mean, know it, what? It kind of is horrific. It is horrific. kind of is horrific. That I have not seen Lucky Rabbit's feet around, but they were real big in the 80s. Like... Yeah. I mean... And be like, I don't feel like it was lucky to the rabbit. No, it really so didn't work out well. would it be lucky for me? But I remember them being very in, in the in the 80s. Like, I have to wonder, like, were those synthetic? Yeah, where, where did they come from? 
like is there an entire industry of rabbit farming okay so like i mean i assume rabbit fur is a thing right so i eat meat and so i I am very like use the whole animal like sure if if you are going to kill a rabbit and eat its meat and uh use its fur like and there's we, we got nothing to do with these feet like sure turn them into keychains but like that's i mean it has to be taxidermied yeah i don't know to preserve somehow is there a 99 is that visible on <laughs> on rabbit's, <laughs> rabbit's feet, feet? first I... 90s cup <laughs> Now, now where the fuck did that come what from? is going on 80s I, I don't know i need i need some closure on that topic but it mm-hmm. but but again but timmy, timmy is, is rightfully disturbed it's rightfully disturbed and it's it's animal awareness month or like right that's a whole kind is. of weird thing at school yeah um and then so that kind of goes weird to start but then they have dinner together in the backyard at like this little table it's very cute it is super cute like and it kind of is that like They've been on a couple dates. Mm-hmm. They've gotten to kind of know each other. Like, there's been some, like, is this going somewhere? Okay, here's the deal. I have a kid. Like, that probably wasn't a deal breaker. Cool. Now, we need to introduce you to the kid to make because, sure this yeah, is okay. He's a lot. He's a bit of a lot. And if you're okay with the kid, that's great. Then we'll be okay. But if, like, this is a deal breaker, like, you can walk away. Yeah, like, gotta figure it out. And... Crispin is giving it his all. Like, mm-hmm. he's really working it. He's trying to engage. I will say that I pointed this out at the end of the movie. Crispin is played by the same actor who, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, was uh, Amy's Amy's first boyfriend, who was really into Pilsners. Yes, indeed. <laughs> not first boyfriend, but boyfriend before. Yeah, before uh, Jake. Jake. Who's not the one that keeps... Is it the one that keeps engaging yes. her to marry him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. So... So anyway, it it kind of goes cute, and they kind of cut to it, and the next day we catch up with Timmy at his counselor's office, yes. which is our second Brooklyn Nine-Nine instance. Right, because who plays the counselor? It's the Pontiac Bandit. It's the Pontiac Bandit. Yeah. And he's uh, he's in there, and he's trying to connect with, with Timmy. He's like, you're in here for like 30 minutes. Like, we got to talk about what's going on. He's mm-hmm. like... I don't really want to talk about what's going on. All right. Well, what do you want to talk about? He's like, talk to me about this office. You like this office? And it's like this, this shitty counselor's <laughs> office. He's like, yeah, what's a place like this run with you? Run run a month. And he's like, uh, it comes with the job. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I got it with the job. He's like, cool. And then he like kicks the desk. He's like, this bulletproof? He's like, no, nah, man, I think it's just metal. <laughs> like, I, Right. Right. Like, and like, why do you? Why are you so interested in office space? And he's like, I got a detective agency looking for this place downtown. Be nice and prestigious. He's like, that it would be. Like he just totally yes and. Oh, yes and a zillion percent. Is this when he asks him for intel? No, no, that's this coming. Okay, but like he has to convince him to me that the place isn't bugged. He's like, how do you know? He's like, I mean, who would want to bug my office? He's like, I have a lot of people that are trying to find information about me. Like what the Russians. And like to his face, like to his credit, Mister Jenkins, stone face, stone, stone face. face. He says the Russians, and he's just like, "Oh, is that so?" Like just like, just like just matter of fact. He's like, "Yep." And so he's like, "How much time I got left?" He's like, "18 minutes." He's like, "They talk for a couple more minutes." He's like, "How about now?" He's like, "16." <laughs> like, 
Like, he's just, he's just completely nonplussed by Timmy, mm -hmm. but also, like, willing to kind of, like, feel the edges of Timmy's world and be like... Right, to engage. I can get there. I can get this kid mm -hmm. interacting. I think we're going to be okay. Right. Um, but Timmy is... He then recruits Rolo to go to Karina Karina's. Yes, they have to do some reconnaissance. Mm -hmm. And like he's trying to figure out the master plan that the Russians have because obviously she's Russian, so. right? And it's just she's just a cog in their wheels. Also, of... I'd want to point out uh, she's played by a very, very Asian. Right, her dad's Asian. Her dad's Asian. She's at least you know at least half Asian. Mm -hmm. Like, would you think Russian? You are one hundred percent not thinking of this girl. Like, it's it's part of the gag, I think. Yeah, but like it is just funny. It's yeah, just, you're like, okay. All whatever. right, cool. Like. To a fifth grader, this makes perfect sense. It does. It does. It Absolutely. Does. And um, as they're spying on her, like, Cece sees them and is mm -hmm. like, hey, guys, what are you doing? And they're like, just hanging out on this Just standing here like sidewalk. weirdos. And they're like, that's cool. All right. And then her dad pulls up. He's got a Tesla Model X. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see their house in Portland? Yeah. yeah. It's like on a corner lot. It's got... It's got like a wraparound porch. Like... It's gorgeous. These people make money. Oh, they're loaded. Like, right. I mean, the shorthand is like, that's a really cool car. I'm like, that's at least $200,000 worth of car. Like, and that's what you get when you want an electric minivan. Like, yes. Full electric minivans. Trust me, I price them. They're, they're not cheap. They're not. They're not going to happen for us. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but... Um, that cuts then... To Timmy's mom finally confronting him about the segue missing. And be like, hey, where's the where segue? Where the fuck is my segue? Mm -hmm. And he's like, um, Molly's borrowing it for her animal thing. Right. There's an animal awareness rally and Molly needed it. And, and she, she smells like tangerines. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> and again, there's this moment of the mom looking at him like, smells like tangerines. Okay. All right. That part of the brain is coming online. Mm -hmm. Okay. Noted. You're like, so here's the deal. I, it wasn't yours to lend. No. And I need it back. So I'm gonna... I need it back as soon as the rally's done. And I'm going to call Molly's mom and like yeah. make sure that we're on the same page. Sure. He's like, okay, cool. She's like, don't move. Those two words never get obeyed. This no. entire movie. No. Says, she don't says, move. don't move. And he immediately is like, well, she's going to. Talk to Molly's mom. I have to get to Molly first. Right. So he's like, gets to Molly and tells her, hey, listen, you just got to tell her. Back alley deal. So they're in her treehouse. Yes. Because it's a, it's a back alley deal. Mm -hmm. She has like tea all laid out for them. Yeah. And uh, he's like, this is just business. And. Uh, it's like, we can do business with tea. Right. <laughs> and he's talking to her. At one point, her cat jumps in his lap. He's like, the fuck is this? Like. An actual animal, like, completely throws him for a loop. Right. He's, he's pretending he's got a polar bear downstairs. But, right, like, right. when confronted with a cat, he just loses his shit. Yeah. And she was like, oh, that's my cat. Senior burrito. Like, she probably likes you because you're odd and mysterious. <laughs> he was like, just get it away. And so he's like, listen, I need you to do this for me. Will you do that? And she's like, yes, I will, because we're friends. And she reaches over and grabs his hands. Mm -hmm. And he visibly, he physically pulls back and puts his hands down. Right. Like, and he's like, keep it professional, Molly. This is professional. He's like, oh, well, this is professional. I have some demands. 
And I was like, oh, way to get schooled. <laughs> yeah, like, ooh, yeah, you, you define the terms, you're going right. to get bit by She's them. She's like, oh. This is this about if this is about being professional, then like here we go. You have to paint my nails, and then and I'm you, and then I'm gonna paint your nails. And also, we're you're you're gonna participate in the animal, right? And also, you're gonna participate in the animal awareness rally. He's fine. So the next morning at school, um, Timmy's got pink nails, mm-hmm. and so does Molly, and she's proud of herself for this. It's very cute. It is super <laughs> adorbs. I could totally see our daughter making these kind of deals. Hundred percent. Yes. Uh, and his buddy Roller's like, dude, did you study? And he's like, negative. He's like, oh, fuck. Um, and they, uh, you know, it's just like this little insert shot. But what it is is setting up that afterwards, after school, Rolo and Timmy go -hmm. downtown. Yep, they're going to go figure out what happened to the Segway. And they have, uh, they're on the corner. They're looking at this giant building with, like, pillars and stuff. It's like, it's so much bigger. Yeah, multiple points of ingress and egress. Yeah, and it's big. It's scary. He's like, did you bring the masks? I brought the masks. Did you bring the marbles? I brought the marbles. Okay, let's go. And so they put on fencing masks and go into a bank. Right, because uh, Cece's, the unnamed, Yeah, yeah. Uh, her dad owns a bank. Right. And, they were, and he's convinced that they stole the Segway and then they put the Segway in the vault of the bank. Right, so they go into the bank with masks. Mm-hmm. As little kids, and they immediately get get like approached by a security guard. Right, it's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey guys, like, and he honestly, to the security guard's credit, is just like, I don't want to make this a scene. Like, these are just stupid kids. Like, right. I could okay. probably talk to them and at least right, and be like, hey, uh, you're not allowed to have masks on in here. Right, it's just policy. a thing. It's just a policy. It's nothing against you or fencing. It's just like we need to see who everybody is, and he points at a camera. And Timmy's like, oh my gosh, it's a trap. It's a trap. There's cameras. There's people everywhere. It's a bank. Yeah. What was I, his, I don't know. He's never been in a bank before? He, no. Probably not. Probably my kids not. have never been in a bank. So. Uh, some of my kids have, but they wouldn't remember it because it's not like we go every week or anything. No, gosh, no. I mean. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Anyway, and so uh, they freak out. Timmy grabs the jar of marbles and throws them on the floor. It bounces because it's, it's plastic. plastic. Like, and yeah, and Rolo's like, what? It's like, he's like safer. Yeah. Timmy's like, what? It's plastic? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Honestly, safer. That way it doesn't break and stuff. <laughs> oh, I dropped something. Yeah. Uh, anyway. He's like, it's way safer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Timmy's like, ah, just run away. Just run away. Just run away. Just run away. And, um... Rolo totally runs into this right because he has window. a fencing mask on and but it's like clear the clear doors they couldn't really tell so mm-hmm. it's it's a comedy yeah piece. that part is funny um but that apparently just nothing really came of that other than like the next minute we're at Mr. Jenkins's office again the counselor right and he's like hey I got an assignment for you I need intel yes and um I need you I got some investigation I'm doing on Mr. Jenkins. Mr. Crocus. Mr. Crocus, yeah. It's like, I need you to bring me all the homework that he's assigning. Make sure it's on the up and up. Make sure it's on the up and up. And and Timmy's like... Completed homework? Completed homework? He's like, of course. All right. Like, oh, that'll cost you extra. All right. And, like, again, the problem is Timmy's not doing his homework. 
Jenkins figured it out. Like, right. He got like, in. He... Yeah. Can we make him do his homework and turn it into me? Yeah, exactly. So that'll work. So next we go to the animal awareness meeting. Yes. Animal which is being run meeting. by Flo. Which is being run by Flo, the librarian. Yeah. Uh, and they like, okay, who are my like domestic animals? Who are my wild animals? Um, and then, so, and then one of the girls raised her hands like, I would like to be a tribute to our deceased hamster, Mr. Hammy Ham. She's like, appreciate the topical. Yeah, that's beautiful. Let's that's do beautiful. It. It's great. <laughs> Timmy, who are you? And it like pans and he's like an entire bleacher section away from everyone else. And he's like, I don't have a role. I don't want to do this. She's like, really? But you, if you're you, going to be in the program, you, like, have you, have the to, you have to be in a group. And, uh, Molly, who is like a real champion for Timmy failure that he does not appreciate. She's like, not if he's protesting. And what, are you, what are you protesting? Yeah. And uh, Flo's like, I mean, I'm here for a good protest. Like what? Yeah, she's been to a few. Right. What What are you What are you protesting? And Molly's like, they have an anti-bear policy at school. And she was like, I am unaware of this policy. Uh, Timmy, can you can you please like tell me what's up? You know, I have to, I have to, there is like this little moment where they're like anti-bear and you see Flo like switch lingos Mm -hmm. and she's like, okay, we're probably talking not actual actual bears. Okay. Got it. Cool. What's your thing? And right. But Tammy's like, I don't talk to people. And, and Flo's like, look, if something is important to you, like you gotta do it, you have to speak up and I know it's hard and that, you know, it's hard. It's hard to speak up, but it's important if something is important to you. Like you got to do what's important. You gotta. You gotta do stuff, even if you don't want to do it. Like, do I want to be here with all of you? This is the best part of the whole no. movie. Like, why am I here? Is it because I like you? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, but it's because I believe if I can inspire you guys to speak up, like maybe you'll take a stand on some shit. And if you don't do that, we are so screwed we are collectively screwed so that's why i'm here <laughs> and it was like the best teacher speech ever <laughs> yes I, I feel that i'm like listen it's not because i like you guys but i need you guys to not fuck it up for right. me when i'm old like, right I will, really... I will say like current teens i'm pretty i'm pretty pleased with i'm pretty pleased with current teens across across the nation yeah they're good job teens you're doing better yeah be better um but Timmy ends up falling asleep in the bleachers somehow during rehearsal. He wakes up while they're, like, closing things up. Yeah, I kind of smash him. Yeah, well, he leaves, and as soon as he gets outside, he meets Crispin. Crispin! Who so was, good. like, just in the area. Has no tickets. visible tattoos. Has no visible tattoos. <laughs> um, and he's like, hey, buddy, you need a ride home? I can give you a ride home. And Timmy's just like, fine. Uh, and so they're in the meter made cart, and these things are, like, not built for... More than one human. But yeah, one human. So, like, yeah, Timmy's all smooshing against the side. Yeah. He's like, hey, buddy, I, I got some bear claws. You want a bear claw? And Timmy has a mental image of, like, a bear having its claws removed. And he's like, no, no. that's barbaric. And he's yeah. like, oh, sorry. And he puts him down. He's like, so how's it going? They have, like, a whole little... Right. And he was like, hey, do you bowl? Like, we could go bowling sometime. I could give you some pointers. He's like, that's weird. And he was like, I mean... No. And he was like, look, I know it's weird that I'm dating your mom. And he was like, no, it's weird that you want to give me pointers in bowling. And he's like, touche. Touche. But, like, I really like your mom. Like, she's great. 
Like, she's funny and she's smart and she's pretty. And, like, I really like hanging like, out with her. She likes me for some reason. I don't get that part, but, like, I'm not going to ask it. Like, right. He's really endearing. He's like, not, not that I'm a bad guy. I'm a great guy. But also, like... I don't understand what she sees in me. Yeah, and your, I mom, like it. your mom's great, too. She's way out of my league. So can I just, like, just get to know you and maybe we can connect? And, like, I want to be a part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you're part of the thing. And I don't want to leave you out. Like, he's really... He's Good. trying. He's, He's trying, trying real hard. <laughs> and uh Tim like and Timmy like <laughs> says nothing and he's like, "You know, when I share something, I re- I would really appreciate it if you said something like, "Thanks for sharing." And he was like, "Thanks for sharing." He's like, "Yeah, that's like a, like a normal thing to say in this conversation." And he's like, "Normal is for normal people." And uh he's like, "Christmas like, what does that mean?" It's like, I don't know, something my mom says, like, normal is for normal people, and you're a normal person. My mom's, like, not real into normal people. It's like, I'm not normal. Like, I became a meter maid to, like, convince people that meter maids can be cool. Like, you know, I'm trying to, like, do something Right, and he was like, and that was, like, kind of mean. Like, like, kind of hurt my feelings. And, like, what you said was kind of mean, and I've never been mean to you. And he's like, yes, you have. You just kidnapped me. It's like, I, I didn't kidnap you. You're you're welcome to leave at any time. And he was like, great, bye. And, and just bolts runs out. away. And poor Christmas just standing there like, the fuck? <sighs> what is wrong with that kid? Yeah. Which is a valid question to be asking. Mm-hmm. But Timmy gets home and him and his mom have like a little conversation about like, hey, you know, it's weird. There's a new person around. And she's like, you know, it's going to be some stuff to get used to. Also, for the record... We're going to have to move. We're going to have to move. The rent's gone up. I can't afford this place anymore. Like, we got to do... I'm working two jobs as it is. I got to... We got to move. Mm-hmm. And Timmy loses his ever-loving loses shit. Loses his ever-loving mind. Yeah. Again, this... I mean... Uh, pocket diagnosis. The kid's on the spectrum somewhere. Like, For sure. And so this this blow to his reality is going to not go well. Right. And the change is not going to be met with great acceptance immediately if at all mm-hmm. and um and she's like listen i don't want to move i don't want to do this this isn't fun for me this isn't great for me this is embarrassing and this is hard and i don't like it but like it is what it is but right. i've worked really hard to keep you in the same school you'll still be able to walk to school mm-hmm. it'll be the same classes everything will be yeah different. we'll still be in the same neighborhood i'm trying to keep things as consistent for you as possible which is really fucking hard by the way just work with me. Meet me in the middle somewhere, okay? Like, it's all we can do. And he just isn't having it. Right. So then his mom responds of like, no. Like, well, you not yet. Oh, not yet? Okay. No, because this is the class trip. Mm, where they class go to the trip. dam. Okay. They go to a big damn tour. With the big yes, damn power the big, plant. The big damn power plant. Yeah. And uh, they don't make any of those jokes. Which they is don't. Sad, they don't. But I get it. Um, while they're on the tour, Cece is there, uh, Karina Karina, mm-hmm. and she's asking about security, and immediately Timmy's, like, radar is up, like, oh, she's trying right. to find the weak spots. Right, why does she care about security? Yeah, and, um, he has this whole mental image of her, like, going to this wall of switches where it's, like, bathroom, like, kitchen, you know, tour room. All of shop, Portland. All of Portland, and just flipping the power switch off. And there's this montage when she does it of, like, 
uh, Jimmy's mom at home and the lights go out and like mm-hmm. Crispin at his office and the lights go out and like the, the uh, Mr. Jenkins in his office and the lights go out and then there's like these hippies that had like one line earlier they're his neighbors they're his neighbors and like the lights go out and for like that split second you're in a fucking hydrophonic growing like basement mm-hmm. like there's all these plants down there and they're like spritzing some leaves <laughs> and you're just like Okay. I know what that was. I grew up near Yellow Springs. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, but it's just a blink in your minute. That's it. So Timmy has to run off and runs through numerous unlocked doors. So many unlocked doors. And the guards are like, wait, no, stop. Please don't. Please. But Mr. Mister um, C has to find Mr. him. Mr. Crocus. Mr. Crocus finds him. And... Um, like, it's like, you have to stop. You have to stop or you're never going to pass fifth grade. This is it. This is your last chance. Never do it. Timmy runs off. Whatever. He runs out on the catwalk in front of the dam. But, mm-hmm. like, so on the front of the edge of the dam, not the side towards the lake, but the sides towards the river that comes out or whatever. Yes. They're out on these catwalks. And uh, Mr. Crocus... Has to come out there and get him, but he's freaked out because he's high off the yeah, ground. Yeah, because he's freaked out, afraid of heights. Afraid of heights. Uh, while they're out there, like, we're going to open the spillway, even though we don't know where two people are. Okay, yes. They don't know where two people are. Yeah. They're going to open the spillway, even though they just have, like, the 28 kids who came on this tour, minus one kid, minus, minus the an teacher. Adult. Yeah. And knowing, knowing that they were... Uh, Going up towards the catwalk, and they're yeah. like, it's, it's chill, whatever. It's cool, whatever. <laughs> um, as they're opening the spillway, Mr. Calhoun sees, or Crocus, sorry, mm-hmm. sees everything happening, and it's just like, we gotta get down. Hold on to the grate. Like, they're gonna We're open gonna the spillway, we're gonna get washed away, it's gonna be horrible. Because they can see the big grates behind them starting to move. And so he, Mr. Crocus holds on. Timmy jumps across Mr. Crocus. Right. And holds him down. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm holding you in place. I'm saving you. And, like, honestly, kind of a weird little, like, Timmy... Weird flex. Yeah, like, Timmy actually cares about another human in this moment. And then the gates open, and nothing happens. Because they're, they're way, way, way above the water. Yeah, like, the spillway is down at the bottom. Like, us water. way up here. Spillway way down here. Yeah, they're fine. But uh, Timmy stands up, and Mr. Crocus is just laying on the grate, just, like, catatonic. Mm-hmm, like, grunting. Yeah, and maybe he's undead? I don't know. My kids thought he was dead, but <laughs> he's not dead. But uh, Timmy's mom mm-hmm. comes, picks him up at school, talks with the teacher. Turns out Timmy's... He's in big fucking trouble. Of course he is. Well-earned. Uh, he's suspended. Um, she gets fired for having to spit, miss three days mm-hmm. taking care of her kid. Um... And this is when she shuts down the agency. She's like, listen, this thing got out of control. I don't know what kind of reality you're in, but you need to snap back into this one because this cost me my job. But yeah, like, we're in this together. And you're being, like, honestly, a selfish prick. Yeah. You need to stop. Um, everything kind of comes to a grinding halt. They move. Um, a couple days later, he goes back to school. He's not wearing a scarf anymore. Right. Uh, he's just trying to blend in. Trying to... Right, because his mom's like, you have to learn to be normal. Yeah. And you have to learn to fit in. And you have to grow up. Yeah. Uh, he gets to school. There's a new teacher. She seems okay. Mm-hmm. Like... Because Mr. Krogan is on vacation. 
Yeah, I mean, he's having a nervous breakdown. He's having answer. a nervous breakdown. Yeah, Timmy broke that man's spirit. A little bit, a little bit. He's um, like, in 43 years, I've never given up on a student, but I give up on you. Yes, that was a literal quote. I was like, ooh, that's some damage. Uh, Mom gets a new job. Mm-hmm. So things are looking up. Things are looking okay-ish. Like, some stuff. Um, but he's got no clients. He's got no agency, so he has to lay off his polar bear. Right. Like you do. He takes him to the zoo. Um, And takes him to the zoo and just kind of lets him go. And then he goes back to school, and it's Animal Day. And Corinna Corinna gives him a cookie. Oh, yeah, it's it's the lead-up to Animal Day. It's the lead-up. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not the big meeting. She's like, but... would you like to buy a cookie to support animal awareness? And he's like, I don't have, like, anybody. And she's like, just take one. They're really good. Mm-hmm. And so he does. And it's just an act of kindness from her because she doesn't know that she's the villain in his weird fantasy. Right. So, right, he... so he has the cookie on the playground and he's just looking at it. Sitting on the fence. Sitting on the fence. And uh, Mr. Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Like, sloughs down on the floor. Like, you hear him groan his way down there. And he sits next to him on the fence. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, not great. I just have to be normal. Like, okay. He's like, I mean, I don't see how you can be normal. Because you're not normal. Like, you're weird. Yeah. But that's like you, man. Like, like, be you. Yeah. Different's fine. Yeah, I don't think you need to be normal. But, like, I mean, maybe tone it down a little bit. But, like, figure your stuff out. He's like, listen... I've had some shit happen in my life. I, I'm i not where I want to be. I don't get it. I kind of have to do what I do. But, like, sometimes I just want to do this. Like, if I want to be a counselor here. I want to help kids. I want to be this guy that shows up and talks to you guys and encourages you guys and have fun with you guys and sees you guys grow. Like, and I'll do anything to make that happen. Like, somebody stole my car. I ended up biking to work. Lost 10 pounds. Tiffy's like, you lost 10 pounds? He's like, shut up. And it's true. And um, he's like, listen, you just kind of have to figure your way through this. Like, do you be you, be awesome. But, you know, just make it work. And he just gets up and kind of leaves Timmy, who then realizes... That there's a bug in his cookie. There's a wire coming out of his cookie. He pulls it up. And stamped on the bottom, it says, Russian listening device. Right. And so he screams into it, which... Right, which he imagines all the Russians being like, ah! Yeah, taking like off headphones, their headphones. Like I just did from that. No. Anyway. Um, and he has to take off. So he he restarts the agency, but he's got to get title, total back. He has to get total back. Mm-hmm. So his first thought is, he goes to the police station. Yes. And finds Crispin getting in his truck. Finds Crispin. And Kristen's like, hey, buddy, what's up? And he just word vomits. Right. Everything. He's like, so, I ha- I run a detective agency, and my partner is a polar bear, and he's at the zoo, and we need to get him back so I could restart my detective agency. Also, the Russians and, killed my hamster and stole my mom's Segway. Right. Also, the Russians killed my hamster and stole my mom's Segway, and I've... I've got to figure this out, but I need my partner. And, and Crispin, Crispin just, like, like, takes a knee, gets down on his level. A little below his level, actually, mm-hmm. in the shot. You can see his eye level is below his, which is really important. Right, and he was like, thank you for sharing and trusting me with this information. So what's the plan? He's like, we have to go to the zoo. And Crispin's like, cool, we'll go to the zoo. 
I assume Crispin is at work because he has to work. I think he was leaving work. Okay. It was the end of his day. Yeah, because he was like yelling goodbye to somebody over his shoulder. Oh. And he turns around and Timmy's there. Okay. But also like, this is at least the 90s. Make a call to mom mm-hmm. and be like, hey. And be like, hey. So your son, he's a little weird. We, we've we established Right, this. he showed up at my work and he wants to go to the zoo. I'm going to take him to the zoo. Is that Okay. Is that, like, overstepping some boundaries? Do you want to... Right, because I don't know how long they've been dating, like... Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't... It's very unclear. Also, like... But maybe he did all that, but Timmy didn't notice, because Timmy is very focused on, like, just Yeah, maybe it's been, like, four years that they've been around, but anyway. (laughs) Well, also, like, maybe he did call his mom and be like, hey... Yeah, maybe there's like a little call on the back and he was like, hey, Timmy, why don't you get in and get bulky log? I gotta go get something from um, the station. Right. And he like picks up the phone. He's like, dude, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, Timmy's mom? Yeah. Um, so Timmy's with me. I don't right. know if you're missing him. We're gonna go to the zoo. He wants to go to the zoo. I'm trying to figure out, I mean, like this could be a really good bonding thing. Also could be an enabling a fantasy. I'm not really sure where on the slider we're landing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know But what, I'm gonna go with it if it's okay with you. What is recommended? He's safe. He's fine. Right. I'm going to buy him a hot dog. Like. Yeah, it'll be okay. It'll be great. It'll be a good time. I think he's opening up. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with this. Shall we? And so um, they go to the zoo. And um, the polar bear exhibit is being. It's referred. closed for renovation. Says the very surly ticket agent. Very surly ticket agent. Yeah. Uh and uh well and then timmy's like rude to him and then surly ticket agent is rude back and Kristen's like hey bro he's like he's a little kid and he's real upset he's like well he's a rude little kid (laughs) you're a rude timmy (laughs) timmy has just run off so they gotta find him timmy runs to the polar bear exhibit Mm -hmm. breaks breaks in to the remodeling polar bear exhibit and is looking for a total Mm -hmm. can't find him sadness right total might be in utah or whatever yeah Provo. But turns out, he's not. He's there! Total's there! Because you know what? He's fucking imaginary. He can be anywhere you want him to be. He can be wherever you want. That's the thing about imaginary animals. So, um... They get back. Uh, He meets up with Crispin. Crispin, who's totally chill about... So chill! So chill! Stoned. Yeah. Out of his his mind. So chill. And he's like... Buddy, so glad we found you. Reminds me of the turtle from, you know, (laughs) Crush crush from Finding Nemo. Yeah. He was like, I was like worried and stuff. And he was like, so how'd everything go with your partner? And he was like, he's liberated. And uh, Crispin's like, good job, bro. Good job, bro. Which I would also be like looking over his shoulder like, is there an actual fucking polar bear like somewhere in this vicinity? Because like that needs to be addressed. Yes. Just in case. Yes. Like, did you actually liberate a polar bear? I know they said they were in Utah, but, like, it's possible. Yeah. I don't know it, what's going on. Yes. Um, but anyway, so they're driving home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Total is in the back of the truck, allegedly, but yes. not. Yes, Total's in the back of the truck. And um, they're driving, and they're having a little conversation about, like, stuff and, like, how, like, Timmy's seen it all coming together. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And as they are stopped at a light... This guy runs by with a purse it's and a, a mask. It's the purse snatcher. Which we hadn't mentioned had been like kind of an underwhelming like illusion throughout this whole thing. Right. All of the the like fifth, fifth grade kids are real obsessed with this purse snatcher. It's been on the news. Yeah, which again, 
we discussed, fifth graders get like into some like obsessions. They so. do, they do. Uh, whenever my kid goes and visits various uh, relatives and watches the news, he comes home not able to sleep because he's like, "Do you know all the crime that happens?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's why we don't watch the news." <laughs> but um, yes. Anyway, so you see the purse snatch happen, and this lady's like, "He stole my purse. Aren't you going to do something?" And Timmy looks at Crispin and is like, "Yeah." Aren't you going to do something? You're a police officer. He's like, I'm a meter. Ma- I mean, I am. I am. And so he takes off after the guy and chases him down. Mm-hmm. Through an alley. T- through an alley. Timmy helps him kind of track him. And he's like, Christmas like, uh, you stay here. Mm-hmm. I'll go get him. Like, and you can tell Christmas is like really Crispin making is, this up. Yeah, trying to look really, like a badass in really front of this kid. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. And, um, Crispin like, jumps out and he's like don't you know don't move mm-hmm. to to timmy again words of failure right um he confronts the person that's journey in person he's like dude just just do the right thing give me the purse like he's like all right i'm gonna do the right thing he's like okay cool cool he's like actually i'm gonna do the wrong thing and he punches crimson right in the face yeah punches him in the face and they start a physical altercation like it is the worst wrestling fight ever like it is not it is not heroic. No, no. It, it is, is like a lot of slapping. Slapping and like trying just to get on top of the other guy and pin him down. Like it's really, it's not good. But you know, it's what happens when two guys who aren't used to fighting try to fight, I guess. I guess so. I don't Maybe. know. I know I haven't been in a fight in ever. Yeah, same. So um, Timmy starts the truck. He slides over, starts the truck. Puts it in gear. I'm like, what the fuck is the plan? Mm-hmm. Is he just going to run these people over? Right, and then they're all dead? Yeah, I don't know. But he runs it past them. They dodge out of the way. He's going down the alley. He bounces. He knocks over trash cans. He bounces over the curb and soars into the front window of a house. Right, the house like across the street from the alley. Yeah, and turns out... It's, it's Mr. Mr. Crocus's uh, house. house. And like, so Timmy sits up in there and like, I'm sure if this... Like, Mr. Crocus is just, like, not going to no. survive this night. Yeah. Like, it's, that's it for him. He's had a full mental break at this point. Uh, and you're just like, what are the odds? And I was like, oh. oh. But then he was like, no. Whoop. That's what, like, old Timmy would do. Yeah, he's like. But new Timmy. No, he's just going to sit here. Remains professional. And so he just sits in the seat. And then this lady walks up. And she's like, Hey. Can't you move your truck? You and your big fat dog are in my way. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. So he slides over, puts the truck in the reverse, and backs into a telephone pole. Backs into a telephone pole. That's it. That's it. Okay. If you are an old lady. Yeah. And there is an 11-year-old. In a truck. In a truck in the driver's seat. With a big fat dog who could also be a polar bear. Who might also be a polar bear. Like, she's the only one who's ever acknowledged the polar bear. Okay, so... She's, Can she see him? So she's pushing, uh, she's pushing um, a shopping cart. She is. She is. Um, I'm going to say, not housed. She is probably. Oh, I just thought she was like a weird hippie. I think she might. And very high. She might be very high. She might be dealing with some things, but she might also. She might not be lucid for a number of reasons. She might not be lucid. She might not be lucid, or she's like. The Oracle. Like, mm-hmm. she's the only one who sees. 
sees the reality behind the reality. Maybe. 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 But anyway. But would you be like, hey, 11-year-old who clearly doesn't have a license, can you move this truck for me so I can walk around you? If the fact of the polar bear didn't throw you... Yeah, yeah, I think probably we're in that. Yeah, if you can see the polar bear and you're like, it's no big. No big deal for a polar bear. It's also no big deal for an 11-year-old to to move a a truck. truck. Yeah, so he does. So next scene, mom's running into the hospital to see him. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, you know, first thing is, are you okay? And the doctor's like, yeah, he's fine. He's going to be fine. But yeah. I mean, he was in an accident in someone else's car, mm-hmm. and like I'm sure the your first reaction is like, let's get this kid checked out because like if you don't, right, that's way worse than if he did. He's fine, and he's like, and the one of the first things he says is, "I'm sorry," mm-hmm. and his mom's just like, "What?" Right, because he's never said, "I'm sorry." He, just he says, always says, "Mistakes, mistakes were, were made." made. Um. And that was also a thing, like, the counselor told him, like, at one point, he's like... He was like, mistakes were made, and he was like, like, yeah, by by you. you. Like, it might be your agency, it might be your case, it might be whatever, but you're the one making these mistakes. Like, you gotta own your shit, man. Right, that's part part of, like, being a human. Yeah, and so he owns his shit to his mom, he says, "I'm, I'm sorry for what I did. And honestly, looking at it, he kind of obeyed an adult and did something that wasn't great, but, Mm -hmm. like... It's mixed. Like, it's complicated, but it's not just completely stupid. And the results were pretty mild. So, you know... um, As far as Timmy failure decisions go, like, this one wasn't the worst. No, no. Um, And she's kind of floored. And so, like, the next scene, he's, like... So they have a whole conversation in the hospital about, like, he's like, I'm really going to miss my agency. Like, especially if I have to go to middle school. And she's like, maybe we can figure out a way that you can restart your agency. Yeah. Like, you know, she's like, maybe you need this. Maybe, maybe we can find something in the middle. Mm -hmm. So the next scene, he's walking up and he scares Crispin. Yeah. Who's watching his little meter maid car thing. Yeah. And he's like, hey. And he's like, I need you to come to this, like animal appreciation day thing he's like cool i can maybe do that he's like and then christmas like by the way i found something it involves the russians come over here and they go down into like the bottom of the um there's all these like stolen bikes or Not like recovered bikes, bikes but like recovered bikes yeah and he's like there it is and he points and it's the segway uh-huh he's like yeah it was parked illegally somebody just we just picked it up he was like impossible the Russians must have parked it illegally. And he's like, yeah. It's, and Chris was just like, yeah. Was, Sounds like them. That's probably it. That's something they do. <laughs> but like, and so what it probably means in the short term of this is that Crispin was not aware probably of a stolen Segway or the missing Segway. No. Until Timmy, Timmy word vomited him. out yeah. that it was gone. And then he was like, huh, you know what? I'll just... I'll, I'll take just look. a look. Yeah. See if something ma- comes up. And then he found it in the basement. He's like, oh, cool. I can I can make this right. And um that's great. Yeah, so he gives the segue back to Timmy. <laughs> yeah. Not to mom. Not just to, to mom, Timmy. Just to Timmy. Which is a little bit of a weird thing because the next thing is the actual animal appreciation. 
Yes. Celebration. Right. Which is like at an amphitheater in a park. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. Flo is there again. This right. is when she's wearing her like rainbow shirt under her like biker vest. Right. And she was like, I'm really proud of our young activists. Like, and you should, I should and be you too. And you should be too. And then there's signs like, no, I'm serious. Clap. Like, <laughs> like clap for them. And they all clap awkwardly. And she's like, cool, thanks. Like, good job. And then um, Molly, and she's like, I'd like to introduce Molly, who's going to stop. Molly, our student organizer. And she, Molly gets up to say a few words. There's a giant, like, in memoriam of Hammy Ham mm-hmm. statue. There's a, yeah, there's like a giant uh, paper mache hamster on the stage. Yeah. And she's like, um, please, and, and Molly's like, and to say a few words, I'd like to welcome to the stage Timmy Failure. And it shows a reverse of Flo sitting on the side. She just goes, no. <laughs> and Timmy, like, Timmy rides a Segway up onto to the, the stage thing. and like bumps into the mic. And, and Flo it, is like, I'm going to kill him. Like, again, I get it. Flo's the best. Flo's the best. And he gets this really weird speech about like the anti-bear policy. Right, the school has an anti-bear policy. And how it needs to be fair. And, like, bears are cool, even though they're lazy, and sometimes they eat people. And garbage. And garbage. And, like... But they're also, like, loyal, noble animals that deserve to be, like, protected. And don't we all? So God bless my elementary school. God bless Portland. And God bless Frederick... Crocus. Crocus. And he's like, I wish he could have been here to see this. (laughs) Wait. And he has this whole like montage where he figures out that the Russians that the Russians have kidnapped, kidnapped and imprisoned Frederick Crocus, and only he can like save him. Do I smell sequel? Yeah, and that's so. and that's where it ends. I mean, that's the end of the movie. I was like, oh my gosh, are we going to have to see this? Nope. Gracefully, they just cut it. Yeah. And we have um, Johnny Rivers credits. Johnny Rivers credit. Uh, the song Secret Agent Man, for those of you who so didn't make So my it. daughter was like, yeah, so this song is in a lot of movies. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's <laughs> like, hella old. Yeah, it's hella old, so it's cheap. And it's a song about being a secret agent. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know. Also, I think it may have been sued at one point for its, like, resemblance to other songs. To... So, like, it's barely hanging on to some like, oh, copyrights. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because it, it kind of... I would of, have to Google. I don't know, but... It, I feel like I all those totally songs wrong. sound the same to me anyway, just because, so, like, yeah. it's, a, it's a real uh, tight genre. Mm-hmm. But. Maybe, but... Anyway, but it's it's the end credits as Secret Nature Man. the end. It is. It is. So what did we learn? Be weird, because it's fine if Be you're weird, in Portland. It's fine. Especially if you're in Portland. Especially if you're in Portland. I mean, like, Portland is, like, there's yeah, the I big Yeah, I think that Portland was, like, supposed movement. to be, like, the big, like, takeaway from this movie. Like, it's fine. Being it's weird like, is fine. Being weird is fine. And it is. But also... Within limits. This character does not care about repercussions for other people at all. Right. Like, he does not care about the hell he's putting his mom through. He doesn't he care doesn't about the care grades of his friends. about the grades of his friends who are all tied to him. Like... Yeah, it's... Yeah, like it's fine to be weird, but it'd be chill to be like considerate. Yeah, it'd be that'd be better too. Yeah, and I think that's part of the thing he starts to learn at the end, maybe. But then, like, there's no payoff for that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, there's not a lot of for how ham-fisted they are in some things. That part that was not real. It was not. 
very yeah, clear that that's clear. what we needed to do. Um, so. so yeah, I guess that's it. Just really, the big thing. Weird. Uh, people from Brooklyn Nine Nine should be in any movie you can get. Always, because they're fantastic <laughs> actors. <laughs> they're all great. They sure. are. I mean, we were just watching something. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Kevin. Yeah, the babysitter club, club. He's Mary Ann's dad. He's super <laughs> awkward and endearing and adorable. And it's like, oh, I love Kevin. I don't like him. He's, he's the great. best. It's like, yes. oh, he started as like kind of a poor man's Clark Gregg, but he's really coming to his own. Truth. Yeah. Truth. So, anyway, I think that's all I got. Yeah. You too. Yeah, that's right. it. Well, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. <laughs>